nothing we could do about it. And because he is rich in mercy, and because of his great love with which he loved us, even while we were dead in our transgressions and in our sin, he made us alive in Christ. God saw and intervened. The reason he does it is because of his great love. God loves you. Do you understand that God loves you just like you are? Exactly like you are, he loves you. Now it's amazing, it's hard for some of us to believe that. Sometimes we look at our lives and say, well I just am not sure God loves me. If God loved me, why would, why would the person I love die? Why did my husband, my wife, my dad, my mom, why did my daughter, my son die? Why do I have cancer if God loves me? Why, why did I go through a divorce? Why did my wife leave me? Why did my husband walk out? Why, why am I having all the problems that I'm having? If God loves me, why am I walking through the challenges that I'm having right now? And I want to tell you something. All of those challenges that we sometimes look at and somehow think is an example that not God doesn't love us. That's just the result of being in a broken, fallen world. You are a sinner in a broken down world that, that, that's headed for disaster. And brokenness all around us is a part of that. The evidence that God loves you is not that he gives you a perfect life in a broken world. The evidence of God's love for you is the cross. Jesus came. He saw you in your greatest need and said, I got to fix that. And the payment for sin is death. And so Jesus came. He was born like no other. We celebrate that at Christmas. Because he was born of a virgin, he did not inherit a sin nature. His great, 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 great was not Adam. So he wasn't born into sin. He was born without sin. And he lived without sin. And he lived a perfect life. He would have never died. He didn't have to die. But he chose to die on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin. And when Jesus died on the cross, listen, the cross is the picture of God's love for you. If you ever doubt God loves you, look at the cross. And we have a tendency to look at the cross today and kind of lose sight of what it is. We think it's this pretty shiny thing that we wear around our neck and we put gold and silver and jewels on it and diamonds. And I want to tell you something, the, the, the cross isn't pretty. The early New Testament church would have never thought about wearing a cross as jewelry. It was like the death sentence. It's the electric chair of the day. It was a horrible death. You want to know how much Jesus loved you? Go back and look at the cross. Some years ago, Mel Gibson produced a movie called The Passion of the Christ. I always try at Easter time to sit down and watch that to just remind me of just how much Jesus went through on our behalf. And it's amazing. He got a lot of bad press because it was so graphic and so bloody and so gory. But I want to tell you something. The cross is graphic and bloody and gory. And sometimes as parents, we're like, I, I can't even show a clip from that movie in here because we want to shield the, the eyes of our children. But I want you to understand something. The reason the cross was so horrible and the reason Jesus suffered so terribly is because your sin is that bad. That that's the payment. And Jesus on the cross 
is a picture of God's love for you. He loved you and he came and that's our story. That while we were dead in our trespasses and sin, Jesus came and gives us life. And he did that on the cross. And when he was raised from the dead, having paid the price, he offers to us eternal life. Listen, without the resurrection, the cross is worthless. A lot of people died on a cross, crucified, horrible deaths. The difference between Jesus and others is that he didn't stay dead, that he rose from the dead. The resurrection separates him. Listen, a dead savior can't save anybody. If he's dead, he's like you, dead. But he is alive, and because he is alive, a living savior can offer forgiveness and hope for us. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says this, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, if he did not come out of the grave, our faith is worthless and we are still in our sins. But he did rise from the dead. And he is alive. And he does offer to us eternal life. Bad news. You're dead in your trespasses and sin, and there's nothing you can do about it. Good news. But God, rich in mercy, in love with you, came to pay the price of your sin debt so that you could receive him. And I want to tell you something. When you know the good news and you know the bad news, you can't stay neutral. It demands a decision. you got to make a decision today. Either you accept that as truth and believe it and stake your life on it, or you reject it. There's no middle ground. You can't say, I take part of it or a little bit of it. No, it, it's, it's all or nothing. You, you see, it is in the good news that we discover that we all have an opportunity because all of us, me, Paul, Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, everybody that's ever lived, every human ever born, were born dead in our trespasses and sin. But God, in his great love and mercy, made a way where there was no way so that today you can turn from your sin and receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus. And some of you are here to say, well, I just don't know, Pastor. I, you know, I just have a hard time believing in the resurrection. And I just need proof and, 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 and proof of that. Let, let me tell you something. I could have preached a message on the proof of the resurrection. This is what I've discovered. There's not, there's not one single book on this planet that has been scrutinized has been attacked more than this book and it stood the test of time. And people that are smarter than you and I have come out against this book and tried to prove it wrong and they are dead, but this book is still here. Every science book you had as a kid has already been deemed outdated and no good, but this book has remained the same. 
There is evidence and proof. There is proof of the resurrection. We could go and, and literally present a legal case. Paul does that to bring witnesses, eyewitnesses to the stand who were alive when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. A court case could be made and won based on the evidence of the truth. But I want to tell you something. There's greater proof than even that today. And we don't have to go back thousands of years to find it. There's proof on the very pew you're sitting on. There are people all over this room whose lives have been changed because they encountered the resurrected Jesus. And because I know him, he changed my life. And because I know him, and I'm not perfect, but it's not, listen, it's not the perfection of our life. It's the direction of our life. And God changes the direction of our life. So the question is, what will you do? Do you realize every disciple but one of them died a horrible death? Why would they go through that if it was a lie? You know, it's possible to die for a lie if you don't know it's a lie. Somebody might tell you, hey, you can, if, if you do this, you can go to heaven and it's going to be wonderful and you'll do that because you believe the lie. But if you know it's a lie, w w would you suffer and die? I mean, some of them were crucified as Jesus was. No. There's evidence. The question is, are you willing to accept it? So it just brings us down to the bottom line once again. Either you accept it or you reject it. And somehow I believe that this day is different than every other day. Because maybe before you were born, God picked this day on the calendar. And he said on this day, you're going to be right where you are, South Cliff Baptist Church on Easter Sunday morning. And my Holy Spirit is going to say to you, here's the bad news. That's you. Here's the good news of what you can have. And you get to choose. And everything in your life has brought you to this place. So what are you going to do? I'm going to pray for you in a moment. And we're going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus and the gift of eternal life. I'm going to ask you to come and I'll pray with you and introduce you to somebody that can help you understand what it means. And some of you say, well, I don't know if I want to walk down an aisle. Listen, <laughs> Jesus walked through crowded streets half alive for you. I don't think walking down an aisle is asking too much. And maybe today you would say, yes. And may I remind you, because some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm just going to think about this for a little while. This moment that we have right now is all you've got. This is it. You, you're not promised the next one. This is the only one you got. And now's our opportunity to use it wisely. Father, I thank you for the message you've given us today, the truth of this simple story that transforms our life. Thank you that all over this room there is proof, evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the changed lives of people around us. 
Father, there are people in this room that have never accepted you as Savior. They've thought about it. They put it off. Maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they think everybody thinks I'm already a Christian. And, and for whatever reason, an excuse they've offered, today's the day to shove all that aside and to say yes to you. And I pray they'll do that in this moment as you speak. In Jesus' name, amen. As we listen to this next song, I want you to respond to this truth. I'll be here to pray with you, answer any questions that you might have, but an opportunity for you to reflect on your story that has been told today of the bad news and now the good news and how we are commissioned to share that news with others. So would you prayerfully listen as God speaks through these words and you respond. Just stand with me, why don't you? And that way you have opportunity. If you want to respond, you can do that in this moment. I was a runaway, now I am finally home. My mind was a ghost town haunted by yesterday until your hand reached down, pulled me out of my grave into the freedom found only in Jesus' name.